Welcome to the podcast. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I've gone from being in complete overwhelm, burning the candle at both ends, and watching my health, relationships, and business suffer, to creating a life with more joy, ease, and abundance. If you're ready to let go of the overwhelm, reclaim your health, and push past your comfort zone so that you can unleash your next level of success to create a greater impact, then sit back as we delve into conversations as well as bring on guests to share with you tools, knowledge, and real action steps to get you there. Listen in because you never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friend. Welcome to this week's episode. So this week's episode I was originally going to do as a live video in my kettlebell class group for the ladies. And then I thought, you know what? This is actually a bigger topic because this is something that I struggled with for a long time. And it's also something that I know other ladies out there struggle with. And so I thought, you know what? Let me turn this into a podcast and then I'll share the link in the group so that the ladies will get to have a little sneak preview of it first. But I really want to talk about this to so many more of you. So the topic is all about stopping to apologize for not working out. I hear this all the time. Oh, I should work out or I couldn't work out or I didn't work out. (laughs) And then we're like confessing why we didn't work out, all these things. So this really came up because on Saturdays, I'll often get one or two of my ladies messaging me and saying, sorry, I'm not going to make today's class. And like, listen, don't get me wrong. I love hearing from my kettlebell ladies. I love hearing from you. I will always love hearing from you and helping you as much as possible. And this is really about helping you. It's not that I don't want to hear from you. It's that I want you to stop apologizing. So message me all you want, but don't apologize to me. You don't need to. And you don't need to apologize to anyone else. And you don't even need to apologize to yourself. And you might be thinking, oh, it's just an expression. It's just the way I talk. I'm going to get to that one next. So if you're already thinking that, hold on tight. But if you're genuinely apologizing, I want you to stop. First of all, you working out, it has nothing to do with anyone else. I just did an entire kind of masterclass on the reasons why women find it so difficult to work out consistently and what they can do, because that's They're not excuses, but they're valid reasons. And so they take different solutions than there are for men. Women, simply, we have so much more going on between our infradian rhythm, our cycle, which throws our mood and our hormones all over the place, to um, just wearing so many roles in a family, whether you have children or elderly parents, or you're just really responsible for extended family or the community. We just tend to have a lot more on us than men. And I know I'm generalizing, of course, there's men out there that have the same thing too, but women definitely have some things that we're dealing with that men do not deal with. And so it, we, it just has different challenges. And like I said, the solutions are different. If you want to listen to that masterclass, it's in my Rocco Fit coaching group. It was a live video. Just send me a message and I can add you to that. I don't want to get into those points anymore. But so number one is stop apologizing. And it's like when we apologize, it's like we're worried that someone is mad at us. And this comes from childhood. This comes from caring so much about what other people think. Now in society, we've gone too far the other way where we're like, 
some of us are like, I don't care what anyone thinks. Like, yeah, you know, that's not true either. It's important to care what people think, but it really depends on the person. Are they in the same arena as you? Are they someone you trust? Then you want to care about those, what those people think. But we've also gone the other way where we just care about what every single person thinks. And when it comes to you and your health journey, you don't need to apologize to anyone. You don't need to worry about what anyone else thinks. This is about you. So number one, stop using the word sorry. Stop apologizing. Now, if you're like, oh, sorry is just an expression because it is. It's such a Canadianism. <laughs> My Canadian ladies that are listening. When I moved to the UK, I changed that. And I remember like really noticing how much I did it and how my friends there didn't do it. So I was like, I stopped doing that. And then when I came back to Canada, I was like, oh my goodness, people say sorry. Literally every other word is sorry. It was just so apparent. And I guess, you know, before that, I never noticed because I'd never left the country and I didn't even know what Canadianisms were, but it is so, it just goes to show it's built into our culture. But words are powerful. You might think I'm just saying sorry. I don't actually mean sorry in the way that sorry is meant to be used. It's just an expression. But please, I'm asking you, change it. You're going to feel the difference. Start to be aware of how many times you say it and ask yourself, why am I saying that? You're not asking for forgiveness. <laughs> like The word sorry is very powerful and should be used in like, you know, those moments where it is necessary. So start to be aware of that. And I've used this example before when I lived with a flatmate in London and I remember she'd come home from work and I'd be like, how are you doing? She'd be like, oh, I'm so shattered. And then, and then I'd be like, oh, okay. Like she was just exhausted. Right. And then I started saying it. She'd ask me how I was doing. I'd be like, oh, I'm shattered. And then I'd catch myself and I'd be like, why did I just say that? I'm not actually tired. So why am I saying that I'm shattered? It's just that we pick these things up, these subtleties that we don't notice. But guess what? I started to feel tired. It's so powerful. (laughs) I don't know how to express this. It's been proven that words are powerful. Our brains hear what we what the spoken word. So be very careful about the words that you use both internally, but also the words that we voice. So stop using that word. Sorry, unless you truly are asking for forgiveness, start to be aware of it. Actually, let me know, send me a message like on Instagram and let me know like how many times you caught yourself saying sorry in a day. And if you don't do that, then that's awesome. Keep listening because there's some other things coming up. (laughs) So the third thing is when it comes to those workouts and, you know, just not apologizing for it. I want you to think of confidence over confessing. (laughs) Again, confessing implies that we've done something wrong. Look to my ladies listening in. If you can't make a Saturday class, if you just want to let me know, I totally appreciate that. I think that's sweet and that's just a that's nice. Like I'm not, this isn't about you messaging me. This is about putting the word sorry in front of it. (laughs) But life is busy. I always understand when someone can't make something, it's why there's a recording there for the ladies. And they they know, like everyone in the group knows where the recording is and they can do the workout the next day. And that's super awesome. And I love it when they post, oh, I didn't make it on Saturday, but you know, I've got it on Sunday and I'm getting this done. Like that's super empowering. And that's really um, 
a great thing to do for accountability. Super powerful. But again, whether you're in my group or not, start to think about like, where are you confessing to things that you don't need to be confessing? It's just life. Give yourself a break. Also, sometimes things come up, better things come up and you want to do something else. Like, whatever it is, or or someone needs you. And it would be nice to say, we always say with this new self-care movement that put yourself first or you can't put others first. Yes, there's some truth to that, but there are moments where that's not an option and you need to change things around. It doesn't mean that you let go of your plans completely. It just means that you might need to shuffle your week around. And I think women building in some flexibility into their week, and that's what I change, uh, what I train the ladies to do is to make their week somewhat flexible. So have a flexible day there so that if you miss a workout on one day that you had planned, you could just slip it into that other day. And that's super important. We need to be flexible because that's just how our lifestyles are when we have other people that count on us. If someone suddenly has an accident and you need to go and help them or drive them to emergency, like, I mean, there's a number of things that come up. So Confidence over confessing. So the confidence part is the being confident, being like, okay, didn't work today. I'm going to put it in this date at this time, or I'm going to wake up a little earlier tomorrow and do it, whatever it is. You plan it with confidence. So you don't just give up, but you look at the situation and go, okay, where can I put this in? So confidence over confessing. The next one is lifestyle doesn't have a start or stop. If you are truly committed to working out consistently, to putting your health first, look, I always say when you look over a course of a year, you're not going to have all perfect weeks and months. It's okay to have one bad week, but the thing is you don't want that one bad week to be an excuse to let go of everything else, to let go of it from, you're like, okay, oh, I couldn't do the plan. Now I'm done. I give up. I'm always a quitter. This never works. Like what the heck? No, (laughs) like it's like, okay, I had one bad week. Big deal. I always call it evidence. So, um, the ladies have like a monthly chart where they check off the workouts as they do them. So it might be like the kettlebell workout, or it might be a walking day, or it might be the, their one interval day that they do every seven to 10 days, whatever, whatever it is, but they check that off. And then at the end of the month, you reflect back and you go, okay, evidence, this was evidence. Was I really realistic to plan four workouts a week? Like maybe not, maybe that's actually too much for my lifestyle. So the next month I'm going to plan three because the most important thing with consistency is the consistency. Like whether you're going to, for the next year, you know, So for example, for the next year, if you're going to do two workouts every single week for a year, would it be better if you did three? I don't know, maybe, but here's the thing. If you plan three and you end up quitting all the time because it's just too much, it doesn't fit into your lifestyle, then those two workouts most weeks for a year are going to get you phenomenal results. And that consistency is where the magic lies. So that's super important. We just look at it as evidence. Maybe you, you're, they filled out the calendar and it was like 
perfect because they had planned maybe two workouts a week and then two walks a week and they hit it perfectly. And they're like, you know what, actually, I could probably comfortably add one more thing and not be overwhelmed and still and achieve that. So then the next month they're going to try that. And if they do it, then awesome. They know they hit that sweet point. And if they didn't, they're like, okay, that was too much. Maybe occasionally I'll just add a bonus one in when I feel like it's a great week for me in terms of time and other responsibilities. So we look at it as evidence. Lifestyle is about evidence. It's not about starts and stops. Okay. The fifth thing I want to talk about is stopping the guilt cycle. That's really what this is all about. I call it accountability and evidence, which which we just talked about over quitting and punishments. We punish ourselves all the time. My goodness, I'm telling you, the last thing that we need is to punish ourselves. This has to stop. Oh, I'm terrible because I didn't do the workout. Oh, I'm so lazy. Oh, I don't know what's wrong with me. You know what might be wrong with you? Maybe it's in your your cycle and you're in that phase where it's actually normal to be a little bit lower energy and be a bit more reflective. And you're actually just trying to push hard and push through something where if you just adjusted a few things and a few days time, you'll have that incredible energy again and be able to push through. So we punish ourselves without needing to. We punish ourselves because we're not actually listening to ourselves. So that's really, I mean, if I could change one thing, it would be this guilt cycle. Maybe it's like my Catholic upbringing. I remember being a teenager and being like, I used to feel guilty all the time, literally for everything. It was the worst feeling. And I don't know how old I was, like 16, 17, 18, like it was around there. And I just remember I had this moment of clarity. It must've been the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And I was like, no more guilt. Guilt is an unsuccessful emotion. It doesn't it doesn't change anything. All it does is harm me and make me feel bad. <laughs> and what is the point of that? Why would we punish ourselves that way? So, if I could like switch this guilt cycle, that's that's my dream and that's what I really train so hard in the group of our beautiful ladies that meet every Saturday is I just want them to really start thinking so much more positively when it comes to their health, to their routines, to their lifestyle. You can get into the most incredible routine, get in the best shape of your life, feel absolutely amazing without it killing you, without it feeling like it's just the hardest thing on earth, without punishing yourself every day to get there. You can get there with joy. You can get there with ease. You can get there with grace. Yeah, you have to work hard in the workout. (laughs) That part's fun. That part's okay. We are strong. Women are strong. We can do incredible things. But it doesn't have to come with this crazy guilt and apologizing and worrying what others think. Okay, so that's my little soapbox. Now, what I want to talk about is, to finish us off, is the kettlebell group. So if you are interested in joining the group, I just want to talk a little bit about how it works. If you're already out of time, you can check the group out at rockofit.com forward slash KB class. So Even though I call it the Saturday kettlebell classes, it's not just a Saturday class. 
basically I think of it as the perfect amount of accountability and self-motivation. So every Saturday we do a live class together and then I coach you on how to plan your week and your month and that you do according to your lifestyle and what fits. But you will be repeating the Saturday workout. I record it for you. You repeat it one to two times in the week and then you add in walking days and you add in one interval training day, which is like a 20 minute and that's an optional one. I talk about why you may want that according to your goals. That's a really short workout that's super effective. Now, so you have the month planned out. You also have the ability for me to check your form. So you simply upload a little video of one of the exercises, whether it's kettlebell swing or a single arm swing or a squat or your push up, whatever it is. And you upload the video with a hashtag, check my form, and then I will give you feedback on it. So it's like having a personal trainer at your fingertips. Now, why I think it's the perfect amount of accountability and um, self-motivation is that it's accountability on the Saturdays. We show up, it's community, it's so much fun. We have women from France, we have women from Scotland, from Wales, from three different provinces across Canada currently, and the group is growing. It's so much fun. But here's the thing. Have you ever had that workout partner where you're like, okay, we are going to work out three times a week together, da, da, da. And then something happens to them, like, you know, life, and they can't make it one day. And you're like, well, if they can't make it, I'm not going to go. Or maybe the first time you're strong, but then the second time you're not. And all of a sudden it just all unravels. And before you know it, you're both just doing nothing. So that can happen, but this is perfect because you have that one day where it's, you can be accountable for. And we know that every Saturday you might not be able to make, but you want to be able to make most of them, but life happens and weekends are busy. And so from there, you'll have the recordings to do it the other days, but it's just like this great combination. I've been asked before to do another class and I never will. I don't think I ever will. I should never say never. I learned never to say never, (laughs) but it won't add more value. Me just doing a second workout with you. Because I want this amount, this perfect amount of accountability plus self-motivation. You have to be able to do one of one, do the workout once or twice a week on your own. That is powerful. That's when you're building that muscle. Motivation is a muscle. It's not something magic. It's something that you work on and build and you build it by doing it over and over and over. So, um, so that's the group. And then I often add extra value in there. I do talks like this one that I'm doing here on the podcast this weekend coming, I'm doing a masterclass on the infradian rhythm and how to track your cycle and adjust your training during different phases of your cycle. So I've got other challenges and things coming up as well in the group. So I just, want to add as much value as I possibly can for you. So even though I call it the Saturday kettlebell class, it's not just a Saturday class. The other thing is if you've never worked out with a kettlebell, no big deal. Get yourself a kettlebell. You'll find out how to on that rockofit.com page. Uh, You can just send me a message and ask me where to find kettlebells. You just need one. We use it mostly as a dead weight. Like we use it mostly holding it for traditional movements like the squats and lunges and stiff like deadlifts. And then we do use it for other kettlebell movements like swings. And so 
You can start off with dumbbells and then bring in your kettlebell later. If you don't want an excuse to not get started, <laughs> you can always adjust. And um, But eventually you do want to have one because they're just such an amazing tool. And one to two kettlebells is plenty to get really fit and strong with. And then over time, I just find you become obsessed with them and you want a little collection, <laughs> but it's totally not necessary. Okay, my friends, I hope that that has helped you in some way. If it has, please leave a review on iTunes. I know it can feel like a pain, but it really makes a big difference to this podcast and to helping me to um, grow the podcast. If you could take a screenshot of the podcast and tag me on Instagram, that would mean the world as well too. And that's really another strong way to get it out there so that we can keep it going. Okay, have a fabulous week. Thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new. If you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.